This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You matter, you do, and you're awesome. Don't fight us on that. Ask your friends. Visit betterhelp.com super and take care of number one. Hey, brother! Guys, you know Victor Crumb, right? Tri-Wizard champion, seeker for the Bulgarian national team, terrible at math. Look, there's recognizing that the Irish chasers are better, and then there is just absolutely screwing over your own team. I mean, it's not like Bulgaria was down by 300 or something. They were down 17 to 1 in a game with a 15-point scoring opportunity, and you already took out the Irish seeker. So, like, those 15 points are definitely yours. They only needed two more goals. Man. Anyway, regardless of how dumb Crum is at math, he's still obviously the best seeker in the world. And casually, just on the Bulgarian national team as an 18-year-old who hasn't even graduated from school yet. Which got me wondering, is there anything special about Crum that makes him such a good seeker? A hunter of shiny things who moves effortlessly through his environment? And to my surprise, the answer was a resounding yes. Crum has a big secret. Crumb is a shark. Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, HelloTushy.com. Look, I get it. Using the restroom isn't the most common conversation topic, but the fact of the matter is, we all go. And we all wipe. Well, that is until we all learn magic and we can just like, you know, make it vanish away. But until then, here we are. Actually, that is what wizards used to do, but even they were like, you know what? Indoor plumbing is just better. In the meantime though, HelloTushy.com is the next best thing. For years, bidets have been available, but hideously expensive, sometimes costing up to thousands of dollars. But not anymore. The Hello Tushy Bidet comes in at just $79 and attaches directly to your existing toilet and there is no additional electric or plumbing required. And, and because it cuts down on toilet paper usage by 80%, it pays for itself in just months. And I'll tell you guys, our office and homes are outfitted with these things and they are seriously a game changer. But in the unlikely event that you don't like it, there is a 60 day risk free guarantee and a 12 month warranty. Our viewers can head over to hellotushy.com super to get 10% off their order today. Again, that is hellotushy.com super for 10% off your order. Hellotushy.com super. Link is in the description down below. Now on the surface, you might not think there's much to go on for this theory. The obvious hint though comes in Goblet of Fire when Crumb supposedly transfigures his head into a shark's head so he can rescue Hermione from the lake. But like no big deal, right? I mean, we've been learning about transfiguration for years now and they just totally skate right by it when they go over how Victor did it during the results. But much like the shark that Victor is, we need to dive deeper to get to the truth of this matter. Because the fact is, this piece of magic he performs shouldn't really work, or at least one really major part of it shouldn't work. The main issue is that it's a non-animagus animal transfiguration. And honestly, this should be kind of a red flag because Goblet is read directly after Prisoner of Azkaban, a book all about Animagus. Let me ask you this, what at all would be the point of going through the entire arduous process of becoming an Animagus if you could also just transform yourself into an animal using transfiguration at any given time. And make no mistake, it is a truly arduous process becoming an animagus. Like just one single step of the process involves keeping a mandrake leaf in your mouth 
for an entire month. Like that includes while you're sleeping. If you wanna see the entire process, there's a video right here. But wouldn't just learning a spell be a much easier route? Well, yeah, it would. And in fact, we know that it's totally possible to transfigure a human into a full-on animal. This exact thing happens when Moody, nay, Barty Crouch Jr. transforms Malfoy into a ferret in Goblet of Fire. What are you doing? He also later transfigures his dead father into a bone, which I always thought was a really uh, weird choice, but it does at least prove that you can transform a human into a completely different piece of uh, organic matter. But really my point is, if this is possible, why aren't more people doing it? And why ever go through the process of becoming an animagus? And the answer is that the real magic of becoming an animagus is that when you transform, you're able to keep your mind and think for yourself as yourself. Like at that point, when you're an animagus, it's more like you're a human in your animal form rather than having been turned into an animal, which honestly is really in line with the fact that you don't know what animal you're going to become when you become an animagus until you make the transformation. You don't get to choose the form, which suggests it's really more of like an inborn extension of yourself, so yeah, of course you get to keep your mind. Not that there's no effect on your mind though, like we know for sure that animal feelings and emotions aren't as complex, and this is how Sirius is able to really keep his mind when he's in Azkaban because he can transform into the dog and isn't affected as heavily by the Dementors. On the other hand though, we're paw or wing or fin in this scenario. I mean, maybe all three if you're a grizzly eagle shark. Oh, look, I'm actually wearing the shirt today. That's so fun. What I'm trying to say though, is that if you use transfiguration to become the animal you're transforming into, the really dangerous part is that you then possess the intelligence of that animal. And this makes it a very, very bad idea to do this to yourself because you may then lose the ability or knowledge of how to transform back into a human. In fact, you may not even be able to grasp a wand depending on what animal it is. Actually needing a wand is another advantage of the Animagus. They don't need a wand to transform. They can just do it. But for transfiguration, you do need a wand. Basically, if you transform using transfiguration, you are entirely reliant on another wizard to then change you back. And even then the spells for doing so are incredibly complicated and easy to get wrong. So overall, just a bad idea. Which brings us back to the shark man of the hour, Victor Crumb, and the magic he performs during the second task. Here's the issue. Victor transforms his head into a shark and yet is able to fully maintain all of his mental faculties. For some reason, he does not suddenly possess merely the intelligence of a shark which he should. And true, it's just his head, not his entire body. But last I checked, um, that's where your brain is. And like, look, I'd be willing to allow for some transition time. Like maybe if he made the transfiguration and then like immediately changed back, he could like still salvage it. But no, he's transformed for over an entire hour, like more than enough time for full shark brain to take over. And yet, no, he has his wits about him enough to successfully navigate the entire lake, find and rescue Hermione and complete the second task. And like, I'm sorry, but I just don't think sharks are that smart. I don't think they care about mermaids kidnapping their girlfriends or whatever the relationship between Hermione and Crumb is. They don't really ever define it very well. Okay then, but I hear you saying, well, if he has his wits about him, then can't he just be a full-on animagus who can turn into a shark? And I'm sorry, but no, he can't. I mean, for one, we know who all the registered animagus are, and 
he's not one. Uh, but couldn't he just be an unregistered Animagus then? But no, he can't, because if he is, then he is illegally transforming in front of the head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. That is a terrible idea and would definitely go noticed. Now, to be fair, Barty Crouch Jr. doesn't actually show up to the event. He sends Weatherby instead. But Crumb didn't know that was going to be the case, and it's obviously illegal either way. Plus, the other reason he's obviously not just a full-on Animagus is because if he was, then you just go full shark, right? There's no reason to go half shark. I mean, you know what they say. You should never half shark two things. You should always whole shark one thing. But then what does that leave us with? If he's not an Animagus and he couldn't have used Transfiguration without losing his mind, then how did he do this? Well, allow me to direct your attention to an article written by one Ginny Potter during her time as a sports correspondent for the Daily Prophet during the 2014 Quidditch World Cup. This is like a really deep dive on but it is canon, and in the article, we learn about a very specific creature that actually serves as the mascot for the Fijian national Quidditch team known as the Dooku Waka. Apparently, according to the article here, the Dooku Waka got into a fight after being relocated into a small, tepid lake alongside the Norwegian's Selma, and the two got into quite a fierce battle. That's neither really here nor there, but what is important here is that the Dooku Waka is a shape-shifting creature, and normally it just looks like a regular man but it does have the unique signature ability to transform into, wait for it, a shark. Yeah, that's right. Victor Crumb is actually a Dooku Waka. And don't worry, it gets better. So in traditional non-wizarding world folklore, the Dooku Waka is indeed a Fijian myth. It is a protector of fishermen and can supposedly transform into anything. But its preferred and most common transformation is to turn into a man with the head of a shark. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? That's exactly what Crumb does. And honestly, it is the only viable explanation for how Crumb is able to turn into half shark without losing his mind to shark brain. It could even help explain why he's such a natural and talented seeker at such a young age. It is literal instinct from his shark half. Like, have you ever been scuba diving or snorkeling with a guide out at like a reef or something? Because the number one question they always get asked is, what if I see a shark? And and their answer is always the same, that don't worry about it. The shark wants nothing to do with you and has no reason to interact with you. But they always add in the caveat that like, also make sure you're not wearing any specifically reflective or shiny jewelry or anything like that. Because what can happen is if the light catches it the wrong way, it can look like a nice, tasty, delicious fish and the shark might indeed go for that. Not because it wants to eat you, the human, just because it thinks your bracelet is a delicious fish. My point is, the golden snitch is very, very shiny. And Crumb, as far as I can tell, is half shark. So, of course, he is naturally good at seeking it. On top of that, just listen to how Harry describes him flying through the air. Crumb hardly looked as though he was using a broomstick at all. He moved so easily through the air that he looked unsupported and weightless. Unsupported and and weightless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever seen a shark swimming in the water? Because uh, they don't not look like that. Plus, how is Crumb always described when he's walking on land? Harry noticed that he seemed much less coordinated on the ground. He was slightly duck-footed and distinctly round-shouldered. Yeah, he's way less graceful because he is literally a shark out of water at that point because he is a half-shark, half-man Dooku Waka. Boom. I mean, it really just makes sense from every 
single angle. And I honestly believe this is the conclusion you are supposed to come to if you read this article about the Dooku Waka. And it's kind of great because it really doesn't change anything about Crumb's backstory or the overall plot of Harry Potter at all, other than to explain the nitty gritty of how Crumb performed that bit of magic during the second task. Which, to be fair, did need explaining. But now you have the explanation. You're welcome. Actually, now that I think about it, that means that Crumb was part shark, Floor was part Vila, and Harry was part Voldemort. So, uh, what was Cedric? What magical creature could Cedric have been? Hmm. We may never know. But Ben, my question for you and everyone else is, what do you think? Is Crumb part shark? Is he the Dooku Waka? I cannot be convinced otherwise, but let me know your thoughts either way in the towel section down below. Guys, thanks as always for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Harry Potter action from us. If you want to see the Sorting Hats big secret, you can check out this video right here. But otherwise, until next time, Ben, I will see you in another life, brother.